0: Welcome to the revolution, the clean eating revolution. It's time now for the Clean Food Network Show. Here's Lisa Davis. Last year, a neighbor of mine was giving away a beautiful barbecue, and we don't have a barbecue. So I thought, what the heck? So I lugged it back to my house. And of course, my husband's like, where did that come from? Why did you take that? You know, I don't like to barbecue because it's not healthy. And I said, well, you know, what about once in a while? He's like, you're the health nut. Come on. So I thought, well, you know what? I need to find out from somebody who knows how we can make our barbecuing safer. And we, even though we did give away the grill, so now I'm going to have to get a new one, uh, Michelle Dudash. She is fantastic. And she joins us now. Hi, Michelle,
1: well, hello there. Thanks for having me.
0: It's so nice to have you on. You know, I have I'm in the habit of if I see somebody giving away something that's pretty new, like a nice bookshelf or something, I'll be like, "Hey, if they're giving it away, what the heck?" My husband's like, "Stop bringing stuff home," but that's a whole other topic. <laughs> All right, Michelle, so let's jump into this. Am I wrong to want a barbecue once in a while? No,
1: barbecuing can actually be a really healthy. Way to cook and very minimal cleanup, but you just want to make sure you're doing it right because, of course, there can be dangers—chemical dangers, bacteriological, nutritional—but you you can fix these with just a few tiny tweaks. So the first Uh one, all right, yes, yes, oh, good, jump on it because I mentioned there'd be five. So go ahead. So the first one is okay. So meat that's grilled directly on open flame chars your food, right? It can char your food, so this can actually form what they're called HCAs, heterocyclic amines. So these are actually likely carcinogens shown in a variety of studies, but you can greatly reduce those from forming. So think of, you know, you've seen guys or, I mean, I say guys, because usually the guys like to grill and the women tend to, that's just, I grill in my house. But um, anyway, that's kind of a, a, you know, a generalization, but you know, you see, and my dad too, I remember him like charring the chicken on the grill and it would have literally a black crust. That is not good. (laughs) But instead, what you want to do, lower the temperature on your grill to medium or medium low. You really never need to use high heat on your grill. That really shouldn't even be a setting on a grill. Seriously. So first of all, lower the grill temperature. And then another thing you can do is marinate your meat. This will greatly reduce any of those potential carcinogens from forming. So whether it's a little vinegar, some oil, maybe some lemon or lime juice, um, those it, those carcinogens kind of they leak they leak out of the meat they come out the the compounds that can form on the grill those can leak out. Also, another thing you can do is crush your meat with herbs and spices, so it's like a barrier between the grill and the meat. And when I say meat, I mean it could be beef, pork, and I'm lumping even chicken. Um, red meat t- tends to form the highest, followed by poultry and then kind of down the hierarchy of animal proteins. But um, those barriers will help reduce the, the, the formation. So you def- And I'm talking like up to 90% a reduction. So that's a go-to. Another thing you can do is even microwave, like, let's say you have chicken breast, microwave it for, for a few seconds, and that can also reduce the formation as well.
0: Oh, that's so interesting. You know, when you said the lime, I was thinking how much I'd love to take uh, grass-fed skirt steak and marinate it with lime Mm -hmm. and garlic. Oh, yeah. Oh, my gosh. I'm just, I've got to get that. I've got to get the barbecue back.
1: Yeah, (laughs) you've got to get get it back. Now, the next danger is, of course, any salad with a creamy base, and we're talking maybe it's yogurt or sour cream or mayonnaise. Of course, you don't want to leave that out in the sun because of spoiling or possible food poisoning. So, you know, and the other thing is go with a vinaigrette base Salad that's like a vinaigrette, vinaigrette-based pasta or quinoa salad. Those are going to be better bets in terms of food safety, and they might be healthier too, especially if you're replacing the sour cream and the mayonnaise. So that's another quick thing. And another thing you can do is put a line a bowl with ice, and then put your bowl of pasta salad directly in that bowl, because you don't want you don't want to be getting sick from a salad. Now, number three is. Um, make sure you clean that grill really well because so from the last time you cooked, there might be that char left on the grill grate. So make sure you invest in a metal grill brush. And every time you grill, you want to brush your grill really well with that metal brush. With a, It has a l- nice long handle, and that's also going to reduce the char. So your veggies don't get the char on them as well. Veggies that don't actually form those carcinogens um, that hit the grill directly. Um so if you're eating vegetarian, then you're 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 pretty good. Now things can if you have if you put way too much fat on your food with grilling, which you don't need to, that's unnecessary, that can splash up and cause another thing. So that's one reason itself to go just use a very light brushing of oil when you grill. Um now, and speaking then,
0: of the food poisoning, I just wanted uh-huh. to ask, do you have to, I, I've never really grilled. So is there a meat thermometer involved, especially if you're trying not to char? But you're wondering, okay, is it ready? Because it's not charred on the outside, yeah. but I want to make sure that I'm safe. How does that work?
1: Yes. Okay. So here's the rule of thumb. It's very simple. So if you're just cooking chicken breasts or patties, beef patties or turkey patties, getting a thermometer in there isn't as isn't like as feasible. It's kind of a little tricky because it's <laughs> such a thin piece. So what you want to do is you put the the meat. So you put the patty on the grill. Once you see that halfway, it starts to turn opaque, meaning, you know, with chicken, instead of being pink, it's going to start turning white. With like a burger patty, instead of being pink or looking raw, you're going to start seeing it more of a solid cooked color. When you see that happening around the edges, halfway up the piece of food, that's when you flip it. And then after that, um, it, it, it's it's... What you what you learn over time is you push it lightly in the middle, and if it feels like a firmer part of your the palm of your hand, like if you have your, squish your thumb, like that little pad on your hand, if you have your hand wide open, squish that. Yeah. So you don't want it hard okay. as a rock, but you don't want it squishy either. So that's, I know it's kind of like a, the USDA might cringe at that, but if you ever try to put a, put a thermometer <laughs> in a piece of chicken breast that's a half an inch, it's not it's not as easy. Yeah, that's a good now, point. Yeah, so if you have a big roast or something, or a pork tenderloin or a beef tenderloin, then definitely use your thermometer. And then the temperatures, uh, it depends on the piece of meat. But for example, for for pork, it's one, uh, one, 145. For beef, if you want it medium rare, it's 130. So those are diff- there's different temperatures for di- different types of meat. Uh, so that's kind of a, a long answer to that. But anyway, <laughs> I have a ton of recipes <laughs> on my website. And um, you can just search grilling recipes and I walk you through it because I know grilling isn't just doesn't, you know, it's not just second nature for people. So it's so having some good solid grill recipes that will hold your hand and walk you through it can really help.
0: And it's com.
1: That's, yeah, that's actually one. I have two websites. That's one of my websites okay. where you can get my free meal planning cheat sheet. The recipes for grilling you can get from com, And then in the search bar, search grilling recipes and you'll find that there.
0: Okay, great. Now we're on number four, I think.
1: Yes, we're on number tips? number four. So for when it comes to corn on the cob, instead of dousing it with butter, right, which is loaded with saturated fat. What I recommend is take some diced avocados and rub that on your corn. Have you ever tried that?
0: Ooh, I haven't. That sounds delicious.
1: It melts onto your corn, creamy delicious- deliciousness. Sprinkle it with some chili powder and lime juice. You're going to be saving a ton of Ooh. calories in saturated fat. You're going to love that. Number five is You know, instead of the foods that are low in nutrients for your barbecue, like buns, hot dogs, potato chips, find ways to add some antioxidants back in. And the ways you do that, crush your vegetables or crush your your meats with dried herbs and, and spices. Another thing I like to do is take fresh chopped herbs and just totally crust a piece of chicken breast. That's absolutely delicious. And you're giving yourself a huge boost of antioxidants.
0: Well, I can't wait to get another barbecue and have my husband listen and he'll see that we can barbecue safely. Thanks to Michelle Dudash and all her great tips. Again, check her out, com and also cleaneatingcookingschool.com. Those tip sheets you have are incredible. Michelle joins us here twice a month. Michelle, looking forward to our next chat.
1: Thank you. Thanks so much. Looking forward.
0: All right. I want to thank everyone for listening to Clean Food Network. Like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter at your Radio MD and at Health Media Gal 1. That's the number one. To hear past shows, go to cleanfoodnetwork.com. Be sure to also check out cleaneatingmag.com or just cleaneating.com. I hope everyone has a great day. Take these tips. Be safe. Have a fun barbecue this summer. Take care and stay well.